Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the weekend. Weekend wagers. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some great cash, homie. Thank you very much, Sean. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, along with my buddy, the Colonel, the General George Kurtz, attention, and Sean Angle holding down the fort in Manhattan. This is Weekend Wagers. Uh, fortunately, the baseball game's a little bit later, but we got lots of news from across the sporting landscape, tons of NFL stuff, running backs holding out, craziness, PEDs. Uh, what can you say? It's 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 never a dull day, uh, George. And I'll tell you one thing, if uh, you're a, a Giants fan like uh, Joe the Fish Market, uh, Galena, one of the good guys in the industry, uh, you're probably crying in your morning uh, cup of coffee after this uh, Golden Tate news just broke here with the PEDs. And uh, they sound pretty confident, though, like, hey, you know, it was a, my wife trying to get her pregnant type of thing. And we knew the situation right after I took it. But I got to tell you one thing. If I was an NFL player, like every single thing I would do, like any type of item, pill, hell, a Tylenol or an aspirin, I'd actually like have a list in my house. OK, I could take that. Can't take that. Like you almost have to do like like real like you know what I mean? Like you got to go above and beyond the call because anything can have a performance enhancing element in it. Yeah, I got bad news for uh, the Giant fans. It's it, he's suspended. He's not, not going to get off. No. Nope. All right. The, uh, there's a line. There's a line in the CBD that specifically states over and over again: you are responsible for what you put in your body. All right. There's no excuses here. Yeah, you, know, you, you put it in your body. Well, yeah, we made a joke that it was like a good fellow, the Goodfellas movie about when uh, Paulie buys into the restaurant and the restaurant doesn't do well. F you, pay me. What? <laughs> F you, pay me. Lobsters didn't come in. F you, pay me. It's the same thing here. What? You know, you're trying to get your wife pregnant? Oh, that's nice. See you in October, you're suspended. What? Oh, you didn't mean to do it? See you in October, you're suspended. Because th- you think about it. If so, the NFL would have to investigate every excuse these players have about whether or not he really meant to do it. There's no way of proving it one way or the other. So it, it's going to be, once again, F you, you're suspended, see you in October. Yeah, so he's not going to get off with it. It's, it's, it's stated specifically in the CBA that you can't do this. You know, and uh, he's going to get his four games. There's no excuse for it. Because as you just said, I mean, this is not like he was eating a Twinkie. You know, or a devil dog. <laughs> All right? He was taking pills from a doctor that ended up, uh, I mean, how do you not check with the NFL Exa- or your agent before taking these? Exactly. How stupid like, are you? This is the thing we talk about when guys are, like, wasted and don't get the free car service. That's the kind of thing. That that bl- just blows me away. I dream about having a free car service, how many t- times I've had to get a hotel room or, you know, get back at 4 o'clock in the morning from nowhere. Like, these guys, got not only are they loaded, you know, you got a really good life. Like, you know, a lot of these things that other people pay for, you get free. And I can tell you one thing, George, if, I, if I'm if i an athlete of that caliber, yeah, everything, thing, when you go to the doctor, you're like, dude, what's in this stuff? I need a list. You double check it, you triple check it, you quadruple check it, and you know. Like, that's one of those things. It's like, it's kind of like getting up in the morning and ha- having a coffee for most people. If you're an athlete, you got to know what you're putting in and out. I couldn't agree more. And I'll tell you another thing. Like, you look at this giant situation right now. As a Cowboy fan, I think you're going to be happy. You know, you still have to deal with the Eagles. But Corey Coleman uh, out of Baylor, the kid was a stud in college. He's done. He's he's out for the year. Sterling Shepard, fra- fractured thumb. Uh, rookie receiver, Darius Slayton. He's, he's got a bad hammy. So right now we're looking at who? Lattimore, Shepard. Uh, Benny Fowler is your top wide receiver. It's like what? A, what a train wreck! Like this, it couldn't get any worse for these guys. But as for Tate, you got to be smarter than that. You've been in the league a long time. Figure it out. I mean, come on. The NFL has the hotline call to find out. You can call your agent. He'll find out for you. I mean, it's a joke. You did, you just order back and take things. The doctor handed it to you. How, I mean, how stupid! You deserve to be the four game suspension just being stupid. And not I mean, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't feel bad for these players. I, I don't feel bad at all when these, when these things come up. These players are, I mean, all of them are putting themselves in bad situations. The, the Uber thing where you can just call and the NFL give you free rides anyway. My wife, Friday night, went out uh, Thursday night, got obliterated. 
uh, and came home in an Uber and left her car where she was because she yeah. knew better than to come home. And we went to, and we picked it up yesterday morning. I was joking about that on the fancy football friends. I mean, she got obliterated and still knew to call get an Uber home. You know, not drive. But yeah, no, out. that's that's the thing. Out. You've been in you're, you're in a bad situation. Like, George, I've taken times where I've been in a situation when we first started the show. I was like way out of town and they didn't have like a bus service running. I paid one hundred and fifty dollars to get home. That's life lesson. Figure it out. Right. You know, what I mean, you're not. The, and I went back when, when things were running, took a bus, got the car. You know what I mean? Like, like when you're in these situations, like, yeah, you said it. Great point. Like you're, you're even in like not your right mind and you know how to figure things out. So I'm not listening to any of these BS excuses either. But. Uh, this team is just, uh, you know, you, you talk about it, not just stupidity, but bad luck as well. And uh, you're going into the season. It's, it's funny in New York. You got the, you got the Mets, George, and, the, and, the, and then you got the Giants. It seems like like the Jets are now the, the team that's actually starting to get their shit together. But, uh, yeah, what can, what can we say about this? What do you do, I guess, from a fantasy perspective, when you when you and uh, Galena and Blewett are talking about this stuff? Like, what receiver on the Giants do you take now? Who climbs up the list? Like, do you take a shot with Shepard? Because somebody's got to get the ball in this damn team for the first uh, little while and before Tate comes back. And what do you do with these guys? You're not likely to see Tate until week five now. Then you're assuming he's just ready up and ready to play. He'll be able to go through training camp with the team, and then he won't be he won't play the first four weeks of the season. He'll be able to come back the Monday after week four. So will he be ready for week five? Who the hell knows? You know, good luck there. And then they have a bye week in week uh, six, I believe. That's when I keep saying uh, yep. week seven is a great time for them to play. Matter of fact, if I remember correctly, I had to pull up a giant schedule. I think week five they played New England on a Thursday night. So he actually comes <laughs> back on a short week. Oh, boy. Now, you know, Bad timing. Yeah, if he, get, if he hits the four, that's, that's real. it's more like seven. <laughs> wow. Right. I mean, that, that that is what it is. I mean, you're, you're making a joke, but you're actually correct. You're 100% yeah. correct. Fantasy-wise, boy, you're pretty much losing him. Uh, they do indeed. They have uh, oh, come back. He'll come back from Minnesota. Oh, lucky him. He comes back from Minnesota, then the short week. You know, where he's – I don't think he's going to be really fantasy viable until week uh, seven against Arizona. So, uh, good luck there. You know, and then that'll still be uh, – well, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, he's gone. Corey Coleman, by the way, I don't care about. Why are people, why people making a big deal of Corey yeah, Coleman? Corey Coleman's not failed, that good. Yeah, I agree. Right, he's a failed receiver with how many teams now? Four? Five? Four. Yeah, on. well, yeah, Cle- Cleveland, when he was there, like, you know. I'll tell you, George, it's one of these things. It's, it's really interesting to me because they rarely get – high draft picks wrong anymore in the NFL. It's a, it's a lot different. Like when we were growing up, we had busts all the time, Tim Couch, Achilles Smith, especially at the quarterback position. But a receiver, you know, if you're drafting a guy pretty high, you got it right. And it's amazing with Coleman because when he was at Baylor, he was basically a track star, one of the fastest guys on the field, pretty decent hands. He came to the NFL. He's just been junk. Like it's just one of those things and injuries and injuries and injuries have just like killed this kid. Like he's done. You're right. Like never lived up to the potential. When he got drafted out of college, he was like projected as one of the best. Like, People thought he was going to be, like, amazing, like Julio Jones-ish. Uh, couldn't be farther from the truth. No, nah, he's a complete bust. So I, I don't think he's any, any kind of big injury. Shepard, by the way, he was actually on the practice field yesterday running routes, ca- even catching a few passes. So that thumb doesn't seem to be a huge thing here. Uh, yes, I think for the next couple of weeks he won't have his normal routine, but I think he plays week one. I think he'll be fine, or at least close to fine. So I think he will play week one. Uh, Tate, obviously, I don't think so. Cole, but they're going to have to give up a body or two. You know, Kelvin Benjamin's been mentioned. You know, old, slow, Mr. I don't want to practice. Which, I got to uh, be honest uh, with you. That's a guy I don't Allen. want on my team. I don't even I, want I him on agree. my team. I what he did, did, what he did, What he did to Josh Allen last year to me was insane. You know what I mean? George, we're working on like, me and your buddies. You know, I'm I'm a kid. You're a receiver. It's like, hey, man, can we, like, run some routes, right? You know, like, like let's get together. Let's see your tendencies. Let's work things out. No, I don't want to practice. Like, are you kidding me? This kid just came to the league and Kelvin Benjamin's, like, telling him, no, it's okay. I don't want to really work at it. That's uh, That, to me, that was pure BS. And, uh, you, you know, you can't have that. You can't have teammates like that. It's not going to work. The guy's regressing anyway. He's, like, he's slow. He's putting on a little bit of weight. You know, he's not, he's not even going to help you if you pick him on the team. It, I, I think it could only be a negative i know you need somebody he's not the guy i agree once again you get no argument for me i don't think he should be in there uh either but they got to add somebody and then they're not going to want to wait until uh roster cuts start happening in late august they're gonna need somebody now so i'm curious as to who uh, they do name here certainly not gonna help eli manning this year right <laughs> and all that's going to go on not gonna help daniel jones either and this receiving core can't step up. But like I said, Shepard, I think, will be fine for week one. I haven't changed my rankings on him much at all. Golden Tate is a problem. Uh, so if you're thinking about drafting him, and I don't have Golden Tate in any league right now, uh, but he was a wide receiver three coming in. He probably drops down to the wide receiver four 
maybe even later than that because he's gone four games. Then he comes back against Minnesota and New England. No, brutal. I mean, yeah. right, half your brutal. fantasy is done. So he's he's not someone I'm going to be talking. I mean, listen, last round if he's there, I'll take him. But he, you know, the problem with doing that, he's also the first guy you release now in week four. We need a, if you need a bye week filler. Exactly. Week. You know, so like I said, and I wasn't particularly big things for him anyway. But a uh, little ugly, a little ugly for the Giants. Sure is. Uh, Detroit today, too. A couple couple other moves. We talked about this uh, happening. Theo Riddick uh, getting cut there. We talked about Kerryon Johnson and uh, C.J. Anderson. Maybe a nice little handcuff there. Patricia says, you know, he respects uh, Riddick, but just not part of the plans. And if uh, you're an owner of, uh, you know, Kerryon Johnson in some keeper leagues, uh, your ears must be perking up this morning. This is a thing that we talked about, George, consistently on the show, and we really like it. I talked to Blewett about it when we're doing the in-game live bet show when we were talking about Detroit season. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of these guys i love the fact that carry on johnson maybe patricia can get his head out of his ass and run this guy 25 30 times a game but good news for him and uh, cj anderson as well yep it gets rid of that guy listen carry on johnson it didn't make any sense during the offseason when they said well there's gonna be a a touch count you know we'll carry on. we're not gonna run him too much like patricia seemed to want to run the uh, the lines like the patriots ran their running backs yeah, well, the Pages never really had somebody like Carry On Johnson. No, they didn't. All right, not a long time. Anyway, you run <laughs> no. Carry On Johnson. You also don't have Tom Brady, Mr. Patricia. Okay, you don't have that. You don't have Bill Belichick running your defense. You might want to get the best player of the ball, and Carry On Johnson is your best player. So uh, yeah, I think this is good news for Carry On Johnson. It's not going to vault him into running back one status, but it moves. You might him bump him up a top. couple spots though, right, George? Like you know, exactly. you're looking at it exactly. now. Like, yes. and the thing is, even if he gets, let's say. Because Theo Riddick, as you know, he's a great pass-catching back out of the field. He'll get a couple of those. Now they could be a, a couple dump-offs to him, a few more runs, maybe, you know, six, seven touches. And, and over time, I think that's significant. He could still move up a, a few notches, and I'd be pretty excited. No, I agree with you. I think that's exactly where he is. I mean, I would, I would put Johnson right in the same category now as Derrick Henry, Josh yeah. Jacobs, Devonta Freeman. Uh, Marlon Mack, he's in that tier at me. You want to put Aaron Jones in that, that's fine with me as well. Uh, a nice, strong running back, too. And uh, not someone I'm afraid of anymore. I think, once again, I think I'm going to have to give him the ball. Just stay healthy. Just stay healthy. He had the knee issue last year. Just stay healthy. I think he'll be a fine back. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And you're a conservative drafter, so this is good. You don't even have to worry about the Riddick factor anymore, George. And what do you think about the the handcuff with C.J. Anderson? I know not enough people do it. Sometimes you do it with quarterbacks and things like that, but that's how leagues are won and lost a lot of the time. Like, you know what I mean? Instead of just burning a late pick on some guy, you're like, you know, you might as well take the backup running back too, and uh, that could be the difference between winning and losing. Many people in uh, the leagues that I've been, the handcuff has given them a title. Well, CG is, is going. When I think of a handcuff, I think of a pure handcuff, which is uh, a few teams have. Uh, CG is, is more than a handcuff. He's going to play. Exactly. Not forget about him. He's going to play, so he'll be drafted. You know, when you think about a pure handcuff, that's the guy. That's the backup to Ezekiel Elliott. The backup to Barkley. Yeah. That's a handcuff, and that guy's not getting drafted until well, round fifteen because no one's taking him. CG is going around twelve, round thirteen because every team has backups now that are going to play, and we're, we're going to grab because there's only what five, six true running backs that have nobody else to really compete with touches. You're talking about, once again, Barkley, Elliott, Elliot. McCaffrey. Even Kamara yep. has issues. Kamara, yep, that's uh, true. Olivia, uh, Bell. Leon Bell, David Johnson. Um, Joe Mixon would be that guy. Uh, Dalvin Cook, now that Murray's gone, is that guy. And that's it. Every other guy, every other team, maybe Josh Jacobs and uh, Nick Chubb could be that guy. But Chubb's going to have problems with Hunt eventually. Derrick Henry might be that kind of guy. Uh, but now you're getting lower down the, the running back rankings. <laughs> Everyone else is going to have somebody that fantasy owners are going to want to cover during their bye weeks. That, that can get you a couple of points anyway, you know, rather than a pure handcuff. That's why I've gone away from the handcuff strategy because odds are, you know, even if I have Barkley, I will have four or five other running backs on my roster. I won't need to take his handcuff. Because I have so many other guys. The only reason I would do that is if Barkley or Elliott had an injury history. Yeah. And neither one does. And Barkley's not going to leave for one year. But Elliott doesn't have an injury history. He generally plays. So uh, even if I grabbed Elliott's backup, odds are, guess who I'm releasing during my first bye week when I need someone to fill in? It's Elliott's backup anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. You're making a lot of sense. That's that's the thing, George. You're right. That's it's a good call by you with the with the handcuffs or just for the main dudes, the, the, the top, the top tier guys. And yeah, no, you're making a lot of sense right now. What do you think about Antonio Brown's uh, hot air balloon? This guy's unreal. 
this guy's like, I hope you, I hope you perform because man, this guy loves to make a scene. Like if he, if he plays like shit this year, it's going to be an absolute joke. Like every, every, everything's a show, George. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, once again, I, I, how can you feel bad for the Raiders? All right, you knew this going when you bought exactly. this guy. Exactly. All right, I mean, I don't feel bad for you at all that all of a sudden he, he's got this. It's only supposed to keep him out about a week or whatever it is. But, yeah. I mean, really? Really? You know, I just I have a hard time feeling bad about anything with the guys who do. Uh, it's, once again, it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, three, 30 times, it's shame on me. Yeah, and he's done this over and over again. So it's it's more comedic than anything else. That's uh, fine. I, I, I'm just I, saying though, when you're bringing attention to yourself and you want to have some fun, or whatever you got to produce on the field, or the scrutiny is going to be even worse. So I hope he I hope he brings his not just a game, a plus game, because there's going to be people all over him if he if he doesn't have a like you know what I mean. If he drops some balls, starts an argument, plays like junk, George, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a nightmare for this guy. Yeah, you you put it out there. That's the way it is. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, it's, it is. Uh, certain guys do the same things every year. We know it's, it's unreal. I know. Exactly. Right. How can you be surprised about it? I mean, uh, are you kidding me? So why would I would never want somebody like this on my team. I don't, I don't need with divas. No, I, I'm with you. I'm, I, I'm done with it. There's so much going on. Too many divas in the league. Just do your damn job. We'll talk more NFL. We'll go over some baseball stuff, too. Possible trades, a lot more. Baseball gets to 3 o'clock today. We'll go through the betting reports. Weekend wager coming back at you. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to Weekend Wagers. I'm the Rage Redhead Cam Stewart along with uh, George Kurtz, the general, the colonel. Attention! George, we seem extra. Usually we're in a real chipper mood on uh, when we do this show, but, uh, you know, I've just been, it's just uh, bad news all over the board. I, I think my water heater's broken. Like, I, that doesn't seem like a cheap job to me. I'm thinking like a couple dimes. Like, uh, I'm getting very concerned. The light just, the pilot, it just keeps on going ding, 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 ding. Then I replug it and then it goes like hot water's only for like a second and then it goes cold. Uh, uh, I'm a little bit scared, George. It's, uh, that sounds like an expensive job. Sound... Yeah, uh, mine went out a few years ago. Luckily, I under uh, the plan I have with my uh, my oil company, they uh, they they replaced it because I'm. Oh, they did, did they? <laughs> they had, Whatever yeah, you're on, I got to get. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, they they cost me like about 150 a year. Yeah, and uh, I guess in the end it's worked out for them because I think I've had two problems with it, and I've lived here what. 12, 13 years. Yeah. So you do the math. I guess I paid a couple of thousand, and I've had two problems where it had to be fixed. I don't know if the problems would have equaled 2,000, but I know it's, it, it can be expensive. But hey, I got news for you too, man. I'm doing, uh, I went to the Long Island Ducks game on Wednesday, which is an independent league. Nice. Uh, I could, yeah, it was nice. Nice night. Watched the game. Uh, I honestly don't care who wins or loses. I couldn't name you one player on the team. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was nice to be out with the family watching the ball. Yeah. I, we had free tickets. The only reason I went. My wife, uh, someone gave her, actually, someone gave my daughter tickets. I take that nice. back. So, uh, nice, though. Every seat is a great seat. So, it doesn't matter where you sit. Uh, great game. It was a beautiful night. Come home in my man cave. My ceiling's leaking. Oh, God. And I, I had another. Yeah, that's right now. If you do, this whole room is now, you know, I got stuff all over the place. I had to take apart the ceiling, fix the leak, and now today after the show, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I bought the sheetrock out to put the new sheetrock oh, in. And then I got, you know, you got to pl- you got to tape it, then you got to plaster <laughs> uh, it, then George. you got to sand it, then you got to paint yeah. it. So that's was, what I'll be doing today and tomorrow. I will yeah, that's the thing. I was going to crack a joke in a nice way and go, "What jobs are going down at Casa Kurtz today?" But after that story, I, I, I got a tear in my eye. Same thing. I got uh, this basically this panel siding. I, I, I know I know we're doing a sports show, but just quickly. Like basically the wind and the weather and, and the way it just rips off this vinyl stuff and it looks like crap. Like it's like my and mine's the worst because it's on the corner, so it gets the wind. So it's just basically a town home and the when you look at it at the front, it looks like a crackhead's home. Like it's this ripped off paint, and whatever. And I see the dude on the crane, he's in the building. 
I'm like, what are we going to do there? I go, oh, God, I did. I'm dreading this. I got the water heater. That's going to be whatever. I got to go to the bank for a loan. Now I got to deal with this guy. I go, how much to repaint? He goes, uh, $800. i will do it for 800 I'm like, 500 cash. He's like, nah. I'm like, uh, 550 cash. He's like, nah. Six, so we, we settled at 600 I can, I'm like, but you know what I'm saying, George? Like $600 to chip off the stuff, repaint it, because like, it's way up in the sky. I do it myself, but you can't get a ladder that big. You know what I mean? I'm in a stacker. So yeah. this guy has to come in with a crane and do it professionally and stuff. I'm just like, I got to tell you, being like, I got a girlfriend and all, but without kids, like, why am I in this place? I should be in an apartment where everything's safe. You know what I mean? Once you own a house, like the projects are really starting to piss me off, George. You got to be handy because everything breaks all the time. It sucks. When you own a house, man, there's always something. There is always something. Listen, I'm staring at right now a, th- a three by three foot section of my ceiling. I got pipes up there. You know, you got the uh, the studs and all that. I'm like, oh crap. And uh, yeah, I said I can fix it, and it's it's honestly not a hard fix. It's not. It's just more time consuming because you know you put up the you put up the sheetrock, then you tape it, then you plaster it. Uh, when you got to wait, then you wait for the plaster to dry before you got to sand it. You know, then you got to paint it. Then you got to paint that dry again before you get painted a second coat. Nightmare. So you know, by waiting, I mean you got to wait hours, not a you know, not ten minutes. You got to wait hours for this stuff, and uh, it just sucks. I'm always trying to figure out a way. This is my man cave. I got all my memorabilia here, and I'm like, how can I do this so that when I sand it, you know, it doesn't get all over the place. I don't want to have to clean than everything. Yeah. You know, all the yeah, you got nice stuff, stuff there. You got your TVs. Right. You got all your stuff, gonna, your I'm memorabilia. Hmm. No, I told my wife I'm going to build a tent. I'm going to take a whole bunch of cloths, uh, like old sheets, and I'm going to build a tent so that all the, uh, no, all smart, the plaster smart. just falls straight down. Or, yeah, or you can so just, just get a big-ass, uh, you know, those uh, big-ass, like, sheets, like plastic, put it there, and then roll it all up. You could do that, yes. too, right? But, uh, yeah, basically the same type of thing. But, no, I'm done, George. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not rich. Like, I'm sick and tired. I got, like, $3,000 worth of expenses and stuff. Legal, like... Uh, anyway, we got we got we got uh, we got we got games to talk about. Baseball doesn't start till a little bit later on today, so we'll wait to to get you the live lines. But I will say this, George: um, betting baseball is not so simple this time of the year. I got to give Cordano a lot of credit for like betting Baltimore more and putting in parlays. But these favorite parlays, these instant wins that we used to get, you know, the minus two hundreds together, it's not happening right now. And we talked about it. We warned people: Baltimore's winning games now. Miami's dangerous. All these other teams. This is the time to take dogs in baseball because, you know what, a lot of teams are playing with house money. If you have too much of a lead, are you going to show up? It just seems to me these teams that would automatically lose are suddenly stringing together two out of three wins, and uh, they're not so bad anymore. we got to start looking at these 200 dogs, George. They're coming in big time. Pooches galore. You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, last time you and I talked, uh, last week didn't didn't go well. Uh, Sunday didn't get me out of the hole at all. No, me neither. I think I, think I, think I lost money on Sunday. But Monday, you know, it's funny. I had to talk with you and Gabe Monday. Monday was a really good night to me. I think I went 6-0. Good. I yeah, won everything. We're your good won luck everything. charm. Every time you come on the show, you win, George. <laughs> you yeah, always I guess, win. You know, I guess when you talk with other guys, you know, you, know, you get better ideas. I mean, I'm just thinking more about it. And the rest of the week was solid. So, I'm, once again, this is looking like a, a good week for me again here. Like I said, Monday was fair. I, I, I wish I could have another day like Monday. Uh, that was uh, – I, everything I think I won both my parlay. I, I, I did a three team. I told Gabe I might do a three team parlay. I did the three team parlay, and they all well. That came in. It was like wow. beautiful. Everything worked well. But you're right, though. I, I have noticed the same thing as you. That you know, all of a sudden the bad teams. How the hell is Baltimore beating uh, the Angels back to back? The Angels who just gotten back in wild card contention. Yet now they're losing to Baltimore. That that really can't happen. You know, Miami Marlins are winning games now. It, it's weird. Uh, yeah. Teams getting uh, players. Teams getting nervous at the trade deadline. Mm, you wonder if that's part of it. Look at look at the teams like last night. You got Greinke losing. He was a buck ninety. The Orioles, uh, what they what they win again, right? They yeah, they won nine to three. They're huge dogs, right? I guess we just got to keep on riding a team like the Giants. Like you know, they they found a way to do it again, and they were they were a dog in that game. Zamarja was uh, what was he plus one thirty or one forty against uh, Lucchese. They they win an extra innings. These guys are hot as ass. I got to ask you though, Georgia, the sentiment in New York. We talked to Blue it a little bit about it on the in game show. I haven't talked to you about it since, but just this Yankee pitching setting some kind of record, getting smoked. Obviously, Boston. There's a huge revenge angle for what the Yankees have done to them in London and earlier on in the year, but they're absolutely kicking their ass. Paxton's horrible. 
terrible again. Tanaka was junk. Uh, yeah, and we were talking before, maybe one pitcher. I'm thinking two. I don't know what the head. Cashman says he'll make a deal with anybody but the Boston Red Sox, and the lineup is good enough to win a World Series. That pitching, if you run into guys like Cole and Verlander, I don't think it's going to get done. It needs to get better quick, George, and I know you're a little bit concerned. It is one series against an angry rival that you've slapped around, and they're getting revenge, but it's been going on for a while now. The pitching is really regressing. Yeah, the series versus Boston doesn't mean anything in, in itself. You know, Boston's 10 mm-hmm. games behind. Who cares? Yeah. You know, Boston gets sweep. But, it's not going to mean anything. But it's the, you combine that with the fact that Minnesota, and even Colorado before that, <clears throat> the Yankees starting pitching is horrific right now. It is bad. And, it, yes, it, it's, it's obviously not going to pitch this bad all season long, but it's not going to also pitch great either. The Yankees are a team that's built for the regular season. You know, they're built to win the regular season. They're not built to win the playoffs. They're going to have trouble – Going up against, uh, if they play Cleveland, they'll have trouble against Cleveland with that pitch to have Cleveland. Bieber's, uh, Bieber's looking real good. Kluber. Lately. Yeah. Right. Kluber, you know. Bieber, Carrasco, if he's healthy by then. Uh, I know that's somebody else. Oh, Clevenger. You know, good luck. Yeah. You go up against uh, Houston. Remember, in a seven game series, you're going to see Verlander and Cole at least four times, maybe five. And the Yankees cannot, even if they, even if they could choose two players on the trade market of who to add, they can't match that. And Houston can hit just as well, almost as well as the Yankees can. So good luck there. The Yankees are not built for the playoffs. They're not. That's why I, I said it from day one, by the way. I've never had the Yankees in the World Series. I've always had Houston. You know, I, I, that hasn't changed for me because that, that's what they're built for. You knew they were going to win the West, and therefore they can't win as far as uh, – I don't see how the Yankees can be Cole and Verlander. I just don't see it. Houston's built for the playoffs. You know, uh, that's why I, and I truly believe Cole will be a Yankee next year. He's a free agent. The Yankees wanted him when Pittsburgh was trading him. They'll just sign him next year. Yeah. That'll be their ace. And I'll solve half their problems. The best case scenario for the Yankees is one Severino does come back and he can be a starting pitcher again. You know, the Yankees don't need him to start during the regular season, but build up that pitch count where he can start in the playoffs. If he gets given five strong, six strong innings would be fantastic. And then two would be to add that one starter. You know, but Bumgarner is likely not getting traded now. And anybody else is going to cost you a mint. Bauer, Stroman. And when you yeah. go up against the Verlander and Coles, just keep you in the game. You know, where one hit can determine it. You know, maybe one hit off Verlander. But I can't tell you the last time the Yankees beat Verlander. It's been a few years. And he's doing a one-game seven when Houston beat the Yankees in the ALCS a couple of years back. And the, I think Verlander's beat him twice this year. The Yankees get lucky. They generally have missed Cole in the rotation. They always seem to miss Cole when they face Houston. But Cole, you make an argument right now, is pitching better than Verlander. So like I said, the Yankees are in, uh, they're in some trouble here. They'll win the East. They'll yeah. win the division. But going up in the playoffs, that's going to be a whole different scenario. I'm, I'm with you, George. Staffs that are much better than yours. It's a, it's a big problem. The Astros are interested in some depth, too. You hear the, that they're uh, sniffing around for Zach Wheeler. Pitched pretty well last night. Only one bad inning against the Pirates. They won that game 6-3. to three. Think about that rotation. They throw him in there, too. That's a nightmare for uh, any teams, uh, <laughs> you know, in the American League, George. It's concerning. Yeah, we've heard for a while now that the Astros want to add another uh, starter. First, it was uh, Matthew Boyd, and Boyd's killing the Tigers, by the way, because he's all of a sudden pitching like crap. Yeah, I know. Right? So his leverage is they, the they opposite. Want to, they, the opposite of Stroman, who's pitching his ass off. Boyd's been horrible. Exactly. Stroman's doing great, great work for the uh, Blue Jays, and uh, Boyd is the exact opposite, pitching like crap. Listen, teams don't care if you lose games. You're in a bad team. You understand you're going to lose games, but when you're giving up, you know, six, seven runs, that's that's not good. You're not helping your trade value there. When the Yankees asked about Boyd, uh, Detroit wanted to glide with Torres. Obviously, that's not going to happen, you know. And uh, he's not going to get that. He's not going to. going to? I think that that's who Toronto in. wants too. They were talking to the Stroman deal. Everybody the Jays are like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're not, not going to get like, that. Get bent. You're, you're not. You're not getting Torres. Nobody's so. getting Gleyber Torres for a one or a one and a half year player. That's not going to happen. It's idiotic. But that's the prices going on right. Now. That's that's why you haven't seen any trades yet, because the prices right now are enormous, especially since some teams are waffling about whether they're trading out or not. You know, the Giants may not trade Bumgarner. The Arizona Diamondbacks may not trade Robbie Ray. The Mets, one week of trading, one week aren't trading. Oh, we're trading Wheeler? No, Thor? No, Wheeler? Both? No, neither? These teams don't know what the hell they want to do. You know, so it's strange here. But uh, I th- once again, this will all be shaken out by the deadline on Wednesday. But uh, it remains to be seen about who the Yankees can add. And does it do you matter? Gonna, it do you think you- they're going to add two, George? Not just one? No. No, I don't think they can add two. I think they'd like to add too, but I don't know if they have the the, uh, the pieces in the mind. Even if they, even if Cash would say, "Okay, balls to the wall, we're trading everybody. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get two. They don't have the minor league system to do it. 
You know, not unless the prices come way down. They can get one. If they want one, they can get it. Yeah, between – I don't know if they'll trade Garcia. I don't think they will. But between Clint Frazier and the second-level prospects, they can get a deal done if they if they truly want to do that. Uh, if, they, if they do want to, then you got to hope that, you know, you can center a deal around Frazier and Garcia. You know, two different deals. But I don't think the Yankees will do that. I don't because I think they're looking at, well, if we do that, even if we get a pitchers for next year, we're going to have a lot of starting pitchers next year. You know, great that they may suck, but half a sign. Paxton sign. You know, you know, these guys are coming back next year. What are you going to do? Tanaka is with the team next year. Severino is with the team next year. You're going to sign Cole. This is in my belief. They, well, you're going to eight, have 18 starting pitchers next year. You know, what are you going to do with all these guys? And also the, the price goes up. You know, remember, the Yankees are already at the threshold of the salary cap. Yeah, exactly. So later, you know, Judge, Judge is coming up for a, a big uh, raise there. So is Gleyber Torres. So is Gary Sanchez. You can think what you want about Sanchez. The Yankees love him, and he's going to get paid. Right now, these guys are playing on cheap contracts. Yes, the Yankees will save some money next year when CeCe Sabathia goes. That's $10 million. Gardner goes another $10 million. Uh, after The year after next is when they get rid of Ellsbury's contract. So uh, I'm saying the Yankees aren't worried about the money. It's the fact that on the cap, they need to get this, rid of this money so they can uh, get under the cap again. But uh, I don't think they'll add two. I don't think they just have the, uh, the wherewithal to do it. I think they'll go heavy after one. But it also wouldn't shock me. Astros have a better farm system than the Yankees. The mm. Padres, even though they're not in playoff contention, they want a starter. The Mets will not trade with the Yankees. We know that. Right? Thor and Wheeler aren't going to the Yankees. Not going to happen. No. So forget that. But... You know the Yankees, if these if, the, if they don't pay enough for like a Bauer, or maybe Cleveland doesn't trade Bauer. Yeah, you know, if they don't, if they can't get these guys, then it may be the secondary guys who are available to them. You know, the Mike Miners, guys like yeah. that. And are these guys really all that much better than what you have? Can they win a playoff game? I don't I, think they no. can. No, that's the I thing. Like, the, like who? What other guys are on the block? Tanner Rourke? No, that's not an upgrade. That's the no, thing. Like, God, you got to no. go. You got yeah, exactly. So you got to go and get. Uh, it's got to be like the Stroman range or, or around that. And I'll tell you, George, this Marcus Stroman story is really weird. Me and Dave Martinez were talking about they had basically a video tribute. It seemed like it was his last game when they pitched against uh, the Indians. He was fantastic, but got out-dueled by uh, Shane Bieber, who was even better. What a performance, a one-hitter, uh, 10Ks. It was a brilliant pitched game. I was really enjoyed that baseball game. But Stroman was basically out the door, and then they're talking about a long-term deal with him. And then he's like, I don't know if we got a long-term deal going. I haven't talked to the brass. What the hell? going on with the situation i'm in toronto and it's crazy like we thought he was gone but the more and more i'm thinking about it they're they're really th- thinking about keeping this guy around it's weird they're they're not that's all bullshit uh that's once again all the ploy to get uh teams to pay up the price oh you know we could sign him to a long-term deal but you don't have to trade him that's all ploy to get well they're get doing the a good job they're george they're doing a real good job because there's like multiple they, actually don't, they don't have to though yeah that's a stroman's done a job for them Stroman's done all the work. He's, yeah, he pitched his, he's pitched his ass off. He, he's really helped them out. <laughs> yeah, he, he's Unlike done Boyd. great for them. They, <laughs> You're right. They, yeah, but he's, he's the, the one, Boyd's on the 180. It's, it's strange here. Uh, like I said, the Yankee, everyone's, uh, everyone's going to ask for Torres, but they're going to be shot down. The next player they're going to ask for is Debbie Garcia. He's the Yankee minor league pitcher that everybody's love raving about right now. That looks great. Some of you, some even compared him to uh, Pedro Martinez. Uh, comparisons are all nice, but no one's Pedro Martinez. So uh, he, they're going to ask for him. I, the Yankees don't want to deal him because I think you're going to see him in pinstripes in September. I think, and I, when I say that, I don't mean as a call up forty man roster to go sit on the bench and watch the game. I think he's going to pitch. I think the Yankees are hoping that he can pitch for them in September as sort of a uh, you want to call it an adrenaline or caffeine. Flow, a little adrenaline there, but I think that's what they're going to hope for. Little Red He's Bull. ready to pitch now. Yeah. He's little Red Bull. It helped the team out. I think that's what they're going to go for here. Like I said, they're going to want to center a deal around Clint Frazier, around maybe Estevan Florio, uh, Louis Gill. The problem is these guys are still a couple of years away, which for certain teams is okay. You know, Toronto, yeah, they, they know they're a couple of years away, so they'll be willing to wait. So I think that's what they're going to want to try and do. But no team is going to make that deal now. They'll wait till Wednesday to see if another team will pony up more. I'm just surprised that he hasn't put on a – like they haven't made a deal with the Yankees yet and just said let's do it because the guy basically has worn a sign and a T-shirt saying I want to play for the Yankees. Like it's been so obvious, it's ridiculous, yet nothing – like we're a few days away here, George. Something better be uh, in the works. Well, you know what it is right now, though? The Yankees pitching staff has pitched so pathetically. I mean, yeah. really, there's not a strong enough word to say how bad the starting staff has pitched pathetic. since last Saturday. Yeah. Right? It's been horrific, pathetic, awful, uh, any, any adjective you want to use here. So right now, teams are trying to hold up the Yankees. 
you know, that's the way it's working right now. Cash is putting on a great poker face. You know, you mentioned the, what he said. He'll deal with any team except the Red Sox. Blah, 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 blah. So he's putting on a great poker face. That's what they play. Everybody's playing the game right now. Cashman's acting yep. like he's not worried. All right, we got a nine-game lead. What am I worried about? Teams like your, pitch, your starting pitchers, they have sucks because they've given up, what, 40 runs in five games or whatever silly number it is like that. So you need this guy. Pony up. I want him now. You know, it's just the game they're playing. You know, so this will go down to the wire. And it'll be, will the Yankees give up the extra player? Will the team say, okay, we'll come down a little bit? No one else is offering anything better. Yeah, it's all the yep. same thing we do in fantasy league. Posturing. Right? You want more? Yep. Exactly. Right, so we'll posturing. We'll see. we'll see what happens. Hope to flee some guys. Yeah, we even talked about the Mets situation with Syndergaard and all that. We'll go over some fantasy positions, too. We talk running backs, and we'll talk receivers this time. Go through the baseball board and a whole lot more. Weekend wagers, Stur- Kurt, Stewart, and Engel. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Still standing, but not for not much longer. Me and George Timber, we're, we're worried about our domiciles coming down on us. Leaks, water heater problems. Welcome to life, and we got to win some money to pay for these repairs. Hey guys, you want to win some money? Season-long fantasy drafts in full swing, and Roto Experts—they got you covered with the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts provide dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every single day of the year to give you an edge of regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with FNTSY, the NFL 365 fantasy football package only at rotoexperts.com. And George and I were talking about uh, the Yankees situation. The Mets situation is interesting, too. You said it, George. Like, hey, we're going to trade Syndergaard. No, we're not. Hey, hey, Minnesota, we want your two two first uh, top draft picks in the organization. That's not happening. Then you see a report today he is definitely going to be traded. Is he? Like, what the hell is going on here? These reports (laughs) during this baseball uh, uh, rumor mill, George, it's uh, putting me in orbit. Yeah, the Mets are, I mean, it's the Mets, right? I guess the Mets are the Mets. It's really that simple. First, they weren't going to trade Thor. They were going to trade Wheeler. Then Wheeler got hurt, sort of scuttled those ideas. But now Wheeler came back last night, pitched well, and, but now they want to trade Thor, right? All of a sudden, they're, they're heavy to trade Thor now, not Wheeler. Well, 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 well now they want to trade Wheeler now. Do they want to trade both? Neither. I mean, who the hell knows what the Mets, you just don't know what they're going to do. Diaz may be up for sale now as well. Although that would seem to be weird because that would be what uh, Brody Van Wagenhagen admitting he made a huge mistake in dealing Kalanick, who's one of the top prospects in baseball now. Can you can you believe Diaz that, George? Diaz. Sorry to interrupt, but what, like when when Diaz was with the Seattle Mariners, and you talk about like lights out closers, and they paid their ass off to get this guy, and he's been like I, I gotta say, and you know baseball more than any, he's got to be one of the top uh, disappointments this year. It's pathetic, and it could have been even worse when he took that liner off the foot against uh, Machado and the Padres. Very lucky to be. It could have been wor- worse than that. Then they would they really be screwed. It's it's scary how things have gone for the Mets this year. I mean, really, it's, you you couldn't make this stuff up. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. Uh, everybody knew the deal was bad at the time it happened. Right? You, know, you just don't give up. You know, that goes kind of prospects for a reliever. You know, generally relievers are, they can be volatile from year after year. You don't know what you're going to get. And to do that with, uh, you know, you have Kalanick, you have done for, and you take on all the contract. Well, what, I mean, really, what were you thinking? <laughs> I like to hear, well, he was your client? You just wanted your client on your team? Really made, uh, I mean, it made no sense. I mean, really, it made no sense. But hey, it's done. And, and really, the way BMVW has to think about it now is that that's spilt milk. That's you know, that's done. Now you do about the sunk cost. You know, so now you move on. You have trading Diaz right now for whatever talent you can get back from makes sense. And the Dodgers are heavy and trading for a top reliever. I think they believe a Dodgers is the right. final piece of the puzzle to lock down the eighth inning. You know, with that pitching stand, with that offensive, they can get that person. So they're in on Diaz. They're in on Vasquez. They're in on Will Smith. They want one of these guys. Givens. And they, Givens they'll be able to get the Orioles. It. 
Yeah, he yep. isn't quite the guy they want there. Yeah, they can have Gibbons if they want him, uh, but they're looking for an, they're looking for an upper echelon guy. They want an ace. They're not going to be able to get uh, Hand or uh, Yates. Uh, Cleveland's in it. They're not going to trade Hand and Yates because uh, they probably want uh, uh, one of the top Dodgers top players. They're not going to get him. But the Dodgers have the forms to get who they want if they want to give up the players here. So Dodgers going for broke. That's really what it's coming down to. They know what Kershaw, what Ryu, Bueller. They're fine in the rotation. They can hit. We know that. They just believe they can lock down the eighth inning that the World Series is theirs, and they may not be wrong. Yeah, no, I, I, you're bringing up a lot of good points there, George. They're an interesting team, the Dodgers, too. You just watch them in any type of situation. Uh, you talk about the Yankees being clutch. You just watch You just watch that team on a night-by-night basis, what they do, any type of game. The games they've won deep. Think about it, George, the last at-bats, down five runs in the ninth. Like It's magical, too. It's almost like the Dodgers – very similar to the Yanks. They just turn on the switch and go, oh, my God, we might lose this game. Now let's win this game, and it happens all the time. I'm not talking about one run, two run. I'm talking multiple runs, and they do it consistently. And they beat, you know, it's, it's, you, you said it, though. Like, I, I, like, I like their pitching. You said it, though. One more reliever, and that'll set them over the top. It's going to be interesting, man. It's an interesting race. If you, George, we're going to put futures on. I know you like Houston, but is there anybody in the National League that could beat the Dodgers? We talked about the Braves. Is there a team that's on your radar going, yeah, maybe we're taking a shot here if you get a nice price, or is it all? are you all in with the Dodgers? Uh, you know, I think this, this Dodgers have found a way to lose in the past, right? Yeah. They've been a pretty good team for a while here, and they do find ways to lose. The the problem is uh, I think we need to see what happens at the trade deadline before we make any guesses here because let's say uh, you want to pick somebody against the Dodgers. You mentioned the Braves. Well, the Braves really don't have the starting pitching right now to match up with them. But if they can add somebody. They, got Soroka, ball, the they need either. another guy, though. They need another guy. They need another they need a top-end guy. That's the problem. Are they going to get a top-end guy? I don't know if they can. I just don't see, uh, you know, Keuchel. He's not that answer. Gossman, really? Are these guys going to beat the bro, the Dodgers in a series? Not going to happen. They can hit. But uh, pitching-wise, uh, pitching I just can't see it. The entire National League Central is a mess. Cardinals are in first place now. That's what I want to talk you know, to you about, they, George. The Cardinals are like – the Cardinals – like, what is going on here? What, like, what a turnaround. You know, before when we were doing, like, the odds and whatever, like, dogs to win the division, now they've taken over. They're winning. Goldschmidt's to hit, what, he had four four home runs and four straight games. They're starting to play. They're coming back. They're beating good teams. Like, the Cardinals are just one of those teams. They always seem to be that second-half team, right, George? They're kind of like a, a diesel engine. They start slow, but once they get rolling, uh, they can uh, be there for a while. you got to give them a lot of credit because I remember we've talked many times on the show about the power outages with the team. Their offense went nowhere. Very streaky team, the Cardinals. They're on a good streak right now. Uh, you said it. They're on a good streak right now. I mean, uh, Meekless and Flaherty are pitching much better, right? Uh, Wayne Hudson's been pretty solid all season long. And then all of a sudden, they may have something with Ponce de Leon here, who's I had agree. a bunch of uh, nice, solid outings in a row here. So it's a solid staff. It really is. Now, you mentioned the offense went MIA for a while. It seems to come back now. There's uh, Goldsmith hitting home runs every game. DeJong hit three home runs in a game the other day. Uh, matter of fact, what has it been, three times this week where someone's hit three home runs in a game? Yeah, okay, that's normal. That always happens. Uh, DeJong, Cruz, and Betts. Yeah, it's at least three times now that I think about it. So, uh, you know, strange. Uh, I'm curious to see what the Cardinals are going to do at the deadline. Uh, we heard them mention – it's funny. I've heard them put players that they have that, they have that are available. You know, Carlos Martinez is available. Their outfielders are available. But what do they want back in return? You know, now that they're in first place, we know they're playing for this year. So if you trade Carlos Martinez, well, then you need a closer back. You know, and it's a strange because you're trading a closer and you, you're going to want one back. So let's, I wonder how that works out. Is Andrew Miller going to be your closer there? You it, trade one of your younger outfielders on a team that has hitting problems. You know, I got once again, Ozuna will be back eventually, probably closer to mid to late August. All right, I'll take one spot, but are you looking for another outfield that helped the offense here? So Cardinals are a little weird team to me as far as how they're going to attack this trade deadline. Uh, but they are in first place right now, but that, that entire division, Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, in my mind, whoever makes the best deal at the deadline wins this division. Yeah, even Gio Gonzalez pitched well last night, George. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got hurt. Yeah, it's great. The NL Central, you say the NL Central is just, it's it's whacked. Uh, we hear the stories for Stroman about, oh, yeah, like Yankees were going to be the lock and then Philadelphia. Why? What about it, like even the Padres a long time ago? What about the Cardinals? Wouldn't that be a good fit going from there to the National League Central? 
They need another arm. Well, that's why all these teams are waiting. That's why all these teams are waiting to trade because they believe there are so many teams that need a good starting pitcher. Uh, the, listen, the Brewers are desperate right now. I know. Saying, Woodruff is out until first week in September, right? Chassin is now out. He's got the same, or maybe a milder sort of injury, but pretty much the timeline's the same. Gio Gonzalez, uh, he pitched a gem last night, and then he had to be helped off. Uh, well, not helped off. He had to come up with a trainer for shoulder tightness. They're calling it day-to-day. No, yeah, no. I have a tough time Shoulder believing tightness, that. Shoulder tightness, that'll linger. Stand. That sounds more week-to-week to me. <laughs> I, I, I agree. You know, but once again, they're saying this is not a long-term issue. He's day-to-day, and that he could, uh, he could make his next uh, scheduled start. I think that's bullshit. But once again, that's what they're saying here. Once again, teams are lying right now because if they did say, well, no, Geo's out three weeks, well, guess what? The price on Stroman just added another prospect to it. You know, because Milwaukee's now desperate. They were desperate anyway. But right now, I don't know who's starting for the Milwaukee Brewers Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because they only have two starters. You know, they got to call people up, make a deal, good luck. Because right now, this season is falling apart very quickly around them. You just lost three starters in a matter of, what, a week? Your starters are Zach Davis. Yeah, who they got? Yeah, they got Anderson. They got Anderson, and uh, <laughs> yeah, who else is pitching for that's these it. guys? Yes. Zach Davies. That's it. And Davies. Yeah. Oh God, that's ugly. And you're right there I too. Like you're right there. It's it's crazy. Like you look you look at the Brew Crew. They're two games behind St. Louis right now. You got St. Louis. They're fifty six and forty seven. Want to hear something crazy, George? Have you been betting the the Cardinals even with this uh, the hot streak? Uh, 56 and 47, still down 217 from the year because they've been favored a, a little bit more. Uh, Cubs one game back, uh, they're uh, 55 and 48, uh, down 460 dollars from if you bet them every game this year. Milwaukee 55 and 50, minus 586. Cincinnati 46 and 50. Oh my God, this is the George. This division, every single team is minus money if you bet them all year. Not, I'm not surprised. They'd Cardinals more. minus 217, could... Cubs minus 460, Milwaukee minus 586, uh, Reds minus 629, and the uh, Yar, Yar, yeah, and the Pirates, you're down 338 gold pieces. Like, that's, that's brutal. <laughs> They're the only division everywhere. Minus, 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 five minuses. That's, that's crazy. That's weird. But I'm Milwaukee's a good team. Yeah, I... Like, with pitching, I think they – like, when I look at that division, you can make a case for the Cubs, St. Louis, Milwaukee. I, I know it's very evenly matched, but if Milwaukee had, a like, a real good – I think I think they're the team. I, I just – I believe talent-wise, front to back, they're the best, George. You, or are you thinking the Cubs? Oh, it can't be Milwaukee. You have no pitching staff. I really – Zach Davis, Chase Sanderson, I am just saying if, I, I, I'm team. just saying the, bat, the bats I like compared to the other teams in the division. Right? Yeah, but see, pitching staff counts. Oh, I, oh, I know. Oh, I know. I, I'm with you. They I know. Got I know. It. Yeah. They just, uh, they, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. I'm literally trying to figure out who their fourth and fifth starters will be. I imagine Freddie Peralta gets taken out of the bullpen. Yep. Goes back in the rotation. And he was removed for a reason, by the way, because he was terrible. He's awful. All right. Listen. He was really struggling. So that, but that gives you three starters. And I don't know who their other two starters are going to be. I'm looking at that minor league system. No one's close. So uh, they're going to pull out a nobody, or they're going to go with a bullpen game or bullpen games? Because like I said, Woodward and Chasing aren't are close they, are, to coming back. They are they going to no be choice. sellers? Like, what, are they, what can they give away? Like, if this is going to happen and they can't, and they can't get pitching I don't and try to salvage sellers. something, what are they going to do? They just, they just got to play it out then with, with Junket uh, yeah. as a pitching staff, right? Yeah. They got to they play it out. You're right. But I think they'll acquire they, – I think the problem is they – are they going to acquire an ace, a Stroman, Bumgartner, Bauer, or are they going to go for the secondary or even the you know the third market? You know, maybe uh, they can go heavy after minor. He's more of a secondary market there. You know, or are they going to go to you know the, the third market there? Just you know, uh, an arm that costs you nothing. You know, just an arm to throw out there, a couple of starters. Uh, the Brewers, I mean, they ha- they are in talks with the Mets. We know they want Thor. Everybody wants Thor, by the way. So when I say that, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Everybody wants Thor. You know, whether the Mets actually trade him, I have my doubts. They will trade Wheeler, I think, because it I, makes yeah, sense. I think so, He's too. not signed for next year. You know, so I think the only way they trade Thor is, A, if they're knocked, just knocked over by an offer. Or, B, what we don't know is maybe, you know, the Inferno's just tired of Thor and they don't like him personally, that sort of thing. I don't know if that's true, by the way. I'm just saying that could be an option, too, if that's what they're tired of. So I don't know why he'd be, you know, gung-ho on trading Thor. We feel it makes more sense. If you're not going to sign him to a long-term extension, then you deal Right, you're dealing for it. You can, and Wheeler will get you good piece or pieces back. I like Wheeler. I like Wheeler. I like Wheeler a lot. I'm a big I, fan. I think he's much I think he's his, good. Uh, his numbers indicate. I this agree year. with you 100. percent I agree with you 100, percent George. I think he's a steal. Whoever picks him up are going to be real, 
real happy that they did. And uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 down with that too. I think Wheeler's, you know, he's gonna he is way better than his numbers, man. He's a damn good pitcher, and uh, it'll it'll be a move. I know everyone talks about Syndergaard, everyone talks about Stroman, but you know what? I'm a big Zach Wheeler guy. What do we do, George? We're we talked about this before. It's been a a tug of war in the AL Central. Minnesota, let's take a look at the live lines right now. So Minnesota's minus 300, and Cleveland's only two games back at the book, and they're plus 220. i got to be honest with you, the way they're pitching, I think Cleveland's a great bet to win the Central now, plus 220. Bieber's on fire. All their guys, you talk about a Clevenger, everybody, a little, uh, you get some good bats with that pitching staff. I like Minnesota, but minus 300? Come on now. Cleveland at plus 220 looks pretty damn good. Uh, I mean, did you see the Minnesota Twins pitching staff this week? <laughs> that was a joke. That Yankee series? Mew. That yeah, like oh, Odorizzi, he's like coming back down to earth big time, George. Big time. And we said that. We said that last weekend. He, yeah, I'll give you credit. Injury, he's not that was you. You, you. you called it, too. You say this regression's going to be heavy. And I knew he was going to regress. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, though. They look awful. Like, that's – I think we got to take Cleveland a plus 220. It's a good bet. And uh, – and I was thinking it's easy. Once again, at this time of year, if you need a hitter, it's easier to add the hitter than it is the pitcher because there aren't too many aces out there. Man, no one's looking to get rid of an ace. You know, it's it's rare. But adding the pitcher, uh, the hitter, which Cleveland really, if they just had one more hitter, they're a threat. Because listen, Clevenger, Bieber, Carrasco, Kluver. I mean, damn, that's no. I didn't even I didn't even name Bauer because I think you could trade Bauer for that hitter, a good hitter, a damn good hitter. Oh yeah, sure. Want. I mean, so if they decide to go in that direction, but that is what I would do if I'm Cleveland. If you're not going to sign Bauer anyway, and you think you'll get the most out of value out of Bauer if you trade him now rather than the offseason or next year's trade deadline, because obviously, because the team gets him longer. You know, after next year, he can, uh, he can leave. And he probably will leave any team he signs with because he, he wants to go for the most money, go to year to year contract, most money. He wants to be uh, literally a, uh, whatever you want to call it, it's the. Uh, uh, one-year player for a team. Uh, to oh, that's what he said, remember? He goes, and you talked about yeah. it. You could, you could max out the value, go one year, one year, one year. You're playing with fire if you get hurt, but if you believe in yourself yes. and you're not going to get hurt, it's the best way to make the most cake, right, George? You just keep on signing one-year deals. You get extreme value. You pocket some cash, and you're loaded. If you stay healthy, that's the best way to go, but it's a gamble, like life. It's, you know, you, you got to roll the dice, but if you believe it, it's a good way to go. It's a gamble, but you know, Bauer may already figure out he's already made a ton of money. Yeah, right? so exactly. So he may figure, even if I get hurt, it doesn't matter. I'll be fine. You know, I don't have to worry about love. what I'm going to do well for money the rest of his life. He's right about that, too. So if he wants to, uh, to roll the dice on that, hey, do what you got to do. But for Cleveland, man, you trade him now, he will bring back a mint. I mean, he really will bring back a mint. The tough part for Cleveland is you don't want prospects. Or at least not prospects who aren't ready to play. You want someone who's ready to play. And I bring up the Yankees. I know the Yankee system. So that's why Clint Frazier and there'd be more than just that. But Clint Frazier would make sense because Clint Frazier can pop right to, right to the Cleveland outfield and edge of the offense you need. It'd be that, that other piece. I don't know if the Yankees have another piece that can help you now. That's really interesting. I, I, like, I like where you're going with that. That makes total sense because they need bats. That's the one thing. Cleveland, they need, they need another bat. And, he, and we all know Frazier can rake. It'd be a great acquisition. Frazier can hit. Frazier, I think Frazier does have some maturity issues. I think those are showed yeah. with the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, but I think he, he can hit. The he Yankees might, also might, don't put up with any BS. They don't put up with right. BS. And, like me and Gabe talked about on the show. Like they, 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 no drama, no BS. Weekend wagers continue. Second hour, we'll talk a little NFL fantasy, more baseball too. We're back after a short break. <laughs> 